Show me the money! Jared, you better yell! Show me the money! Uh, Tom, I think you'll find it Show Me The Podcast. Hello and welcome to Show Me The Podcast, an entertainment podcast hosted by two chalk and cheese best mates. I am your host, Lorraine, and I am joined here by my co-host, Harry. Hello! And when I say here... I'm at my house and she's at hers. <laughs> in the virtual world. <laughs> in the virtual world, yeah. And uh, if you haven't guessed it by our little intro, this episode is going to be on uh, TC. Tom Cruise. I couldn't remember Lorraine what TC. <laughs> I was like, who's TC? Top. Whenever I hear TC, I just think of Top Cat. Top Cat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've decided to go all Tom Cruise. But before we get into that, Harry, what have you been doing not a lot. <laughs> I know, that, that's going to be like kind of a strange question to answer, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. Uh, how about you? Same, just working from home. How's trying... that treating you? Not good. Not no. good. No. Just because we've got Riley, so like our days kind of start at six in the morning and they finish about nine at night. Ouch. Yeah, so I'm working and then Dev has to work and then Riley's, you know being a bit of a nightmare but you know at the end of the day i think you know it is a pain in the ass as it is for most people but at least we've still got our jobs yeah so um from that point of view we're we're lucky but yeah just trying to you know sometimes i just stare at the window (laughs) (laughs) i know what you mean (laughs) when we were doing this house up i think i did a post about um listening to uh komodo mayo show and tom hanks is on it and he was saying you know, and and Simon Mayo said, you know, can you give any advice to people who might be like stressed and stuff? And he just said, this I have a mantra, and I, what I say is, this too shall pass. And honestly, that has been my mantra this entire week when I've been getting upset, like this too shall pass. You know, it's easier said than done because certain things aren't horrible, things aren't happening to us. So that's mm. you know, but I think I think that's a good thing to remind yourself, like we we'll, we will get through this. Well, I know I agree because I, the reason what I say is one day I won't feel this way. Yeah. Because I remember when I um was was having Riley like labor and all that kind of stuff. It was like you know my birth experience. It was seven days of hell. Yeah. And I remember the whole time I just kept saying to myself, one day I'm not going to feel this like the way I felt. Like obviously I don't have that physical pain now, but like the, the kind of like the way I feel now. I'm like one day I'm not going to have this. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. what I keep telling myself that one day this I'm not going to feel this way. Anyway, let's get on to more light-hearted things. Well, I have to say, oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> I it's it's related to what we were just talking about. I, as I had to go out today to to get some stuff from my mum for the pharmacy, I um I put some music on because I was like, shit, I haven't driven anywhere in a week, which is an, unusual for me. Mm. And uh, so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to embrace this whilst I can. And I put some music on loud. And I listened to um, Mumford and Sons, Little Lion Man. And then there's a line in it where it goes, I really fucked it up, up this time. And the, the I'm just going to, I swear, I'm really bad for swearing. And I've been feeling really bad for swearing this week because I've seen a few people kind of like flinch at it. And I'm like, oh, I should really, you know, rein it in. But in this song, they go, I really fucked it up this time. And I it, honestly, it felt such a good release to sing that. <laughs> It felt like the like a verbal punch bag, and I was just like, "Yeah!" <laughs> so I was just like, "I love swearing." I'm sorry. <laughs> I think anyone that. that listens to any of our episodes realizes that we do swear. I know, I know, and I'm not going to feel sorry over it anymore. Sorry, guys. 
I was I was I was going over some of our episodes, just checking like you know the uh, the wording and stuff or something, to, or I needed to see what episode we were on to to or something. And uh, one of the episodes on Anchor wasn't that explicit. Oh. I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I changed it. Um, yeah, yeah. Warn those yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, but like, just, just, it just like, I, I highly encourage getting that release where you can. And for me, it was like singing, swearing. Which is, no, no, I don't I know agree. what that says about me. But. <laughs> no, I agree. I was, when I went, I think I might have said it on the last episode. I can't remember. When I went to get Riley on the last, not Friday, just gone Friday before, I was driving down the road and I was like, fuck, this is fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. because it was like really happening. Mm. So yeah, I think a bit of a swear every now and again is not going to kill anyone. Well, doesn't it actually release some kind of good good shit in your brain? <laughs> good I'm telling you, sometimes when I'm really fucking annoyed or frustrated and I've dropped Riley off and Dev's not with me, I do shout and swear in the car. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I find it a great release. Dev says that it, it's not a good thing, but for me it is. No, no, I swear, There's. I'm going to find it. There's a documentary by Stephen Fry and he did this whole uh, scientific experiment with a scientist, I think, about how it's it's it helps you, like, release stress levels or something in your brain when you swear. Because it helps it, you deal with me. something. Yeah, it so, does. There you go. <laughs> and he swears all the time, so I don't know what he's on about. That's why he never gets mad, because he's constantly swearing. <laughs> but you get mad, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get as mad as I could. That's true, yeah. I know, oh my God, we were in, um, speaking of getting mad, um, I was in the house the other day and you know when you really hurt yourself and yeah. I really hurt my hand and I was like, fuck, like this. And Dev was on a work call. <laughs> this is when he was working in the kitchen. And he says that this guy he works with who is from Germany in this really strong German accent, he went, I would not like to mess with your wife. <laughs> That's a really bad German accent. But I'm just like... <laughs> and there's me. Why? What's he trying to say? <laughs> I can picture that scenario now, yeah. Yeah. It really um, hurt. But yeah. Cool. 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 So um, in your... What, what's that mean? Tom Shelby? Oh, okay. So I know we were going to avoid talking about movie news because... Mainly because, like, I did look. I did look. And all the, all the stuff I was coming across was just coronavirus-based. And I was like... There's not really much going on in the movie news apart from some stuff is on Amazon, which you can rent that's meant to be in the cinema, which is good. But um, yeah, I just, I was like getting depressed looking at it all. So I was like, I'm just going to scrap it this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's kind of like entertainment related. So I don't know if you see, and it, you know, people might not like it, but I, like a few people I know have really thought it was quite funny. Um, In the last season of um, Peaky Blinders, he does uh tommy shelby is going to a wedding or having a wedding and he's just like telling his boys like not to do certain things he's like no fucking this no fucking that and anyway somebody's done a meme of it where he's going uh, he's like telling them off and then he goes and no fucking coffin <laughs> it's just so, it's just so good I'll, if i can i'm gonna insert it into this episode so you can hear it it's just really funny but you had to see it so check it out if you can um, no, when i when i was going around the shops with riley i was saying that to her don't cough put your hand over your mouth <laughs> so we've taught her that whenever she needs to cough she does the dab oh bless oh bless so That's anytime so she coughs she's like she does the dab 
Oh, that's so cute. Hey, you've done some podcasts with her, haven't you? Yeah, we've done... Well, I think... I think... I don't know if I saved the second one. The first one was on Frozen, but the second one was on Ben and Holly. And then she just starts farting all the way through it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll edit the Frozen one, but she's constantly now. So tomorrow we're going to do a few cool. on it. But she sings in the first one. Oh, I know, it's so cute. cute. It's only on for a minute or two, but I thought I'd edit it and then just like put it out for people to hear it. I'm down for that. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, in your time of being locked up, what have you watched? I haven't really watched that much, to be honest. Oh, 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 I did. Um, I've been watching Portrait Artist of the Year. I've been watching that because it is really good comfort viewing. Um, And I have been watching Tom Cruise movies, obviously. Of course. Yeah. So what about you? Well, um, we watched Face Off. <laughs> Venetia, yeah. <laughs> Venetia came over, so uh, Dev picked that to put on. Um, we watched, I love that movie. Epi- yeah, me too. It actually is really good, isn't it? Um, and it still is really good. Um, I watched episode one of The Mandalorian. Oh, so jealous. I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to buy it. Really good. Really, really good. Because my brother um, bought the Disney thing for us, um, for Riley, and that's on it. And um, bless her, she thinks that he owns Disney. She thinks that all those films belong to my brother. That's so and cute. she's like, can we watch one of Emmett's films? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and I'm going to say something now, Harry. I was going to text you and say it, but I thought, no, I'm going to save it because I really want to see your reaction. No, I need to see your face. <laughs> I want to watch all of the Star Wars films. Yay! No, I actually was like, because I was like, I just watched this and I was like, I want to watch Star Wars. I need to watch Star Wars. Yes, you so do. all of oh, the yeah. Star Wars, all of the Star Wars films are on it. I on just Disney. yeah. Why are you watching the Mandalorian if you haven't watched any of the Star Wars movies? No, well, I've I've watched some of the Star Wars films, but you know, years ago, I think I watched, I watched one of the newer ones, but I don't know which one it was. Dude, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we should totally do a Star Wars episode soon. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited about that. Okay, but you can do most of the talking because I just, no. No, um, mate, I think, I think you're going to have opinions. Me? Have an opinion. Um, and I also watched on Now TV The Righteous Gemstones. I watched one episode mm. and I'm not sure yet if I'm going to go back. Mm, that's Danny McBride. McBride. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it doesn't cry out to me, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we get on with that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, we are heading into the main section of the podcast where we talk about Tom Cruise and a selection of his movies. And I guess we just want to say to people that they aren't necessarily our favourite ones, but we just wanted to get a mix in, as usual. Cool, cool. <laughs> um cool so for those who don't know and i didn't know all this information um tom cruise was born thomas cruise mapother the fourth on july 3rd 1962 in syracuse new york to his parents mary lee and thomas cruise mapother the third obviously um unfortunately his father was an abusive man and this led to a breakup of his parents cruise and his sisters were raised by his mother at school he became involved in drama and this was encouraged by his teachers because they soon realized his acting abilities. Um, but before Cruz decided to go into acting, he actually wanted to become a priest. Um, even going so far as to briefly attend a Franciscan seminary in um, Cincinnati to on a church scholarship. 
Um, but once he graduated in 1980, he moved to New York and changed his name to Tom Cruise. And he, event- uh, and he eventually landed a small role in Endless Love in 1981, which I'd never heard of or seen. Um, mm-hmm. While he went on to star in other films such as Taps, Losing It and The Outsiders, he soon began to get traction when he starred in the 1983 film Risky Business. Um, and All the Right Moves came out in the same year. He then became known as part of the Brat Pack, a young group of actors from the 80s. And while he wasn't kind of the main one, it was mainly like Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, and Molly Ringwald, Emily Estevez, there was also actors kind of less known as the Brat Pack, such as Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, and Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. Macchio. I never know how you pronounce his name. No, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's Karate Kid, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, out of all the actors within the Brat Pack, Tom Cruise is by far the one with the most successful career. Cruise really hit it big in the 1986 release of Top Gun as Maverick, and this film really cemented his career as a bankable star. He then led on to more serious roles such as Rayman and Born on the Fourth of July, as well as acting with Hollywood legend Paul Newman in The Colour of Money. This was all before uh, we left the 80s, where his career continued into the 90s with Interview with a Vampire, Jerry Maguire, and A Few Good Men. Then we go into the noughties with Tropic Thunder, Collateral, The Last Samurai and more. And then in uh, past 2010 with Mission Impossible Fallout and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, and then we can see into 2020, Cruise is showing no signs of slowing down with more from Mission Impossible and Top Gun. If you have listened to previous episodes, you can see we have covered Tropic Thunder, Vanilla Sky and Interview with a Vampire as we discussed previously. So we thought it only fitting to dedicate an entire episode to the guy. Yeah, but before we get started, there is one thing I want to ask. What's that? Why has Tom Cruise not won an Oscar? He's been nominated three times. Magnolia, Best Supporting Actor. Jerry Maguire and Born on the 4th of July um for best actor and when i was looking at this because i was like i'm sure he hasn't won one i was quite shocked at some actors that hadn't won anything and i think it's kind of an ongoing thing with tom cruise people wonder why he's never actually won the oscar do you think he's ever been deserving of it yeah i do um well to be honest i've not seen magnolia and i really do want to see that movie um but so i can't comment on that one and having watched jerry Maguire. um Yes, I think he. Well, I don't. Who was he up against that year? That's. that's oh, I don't the, know. That's the thing. Okay. It's just like, yeah, he, he may be very good, but who did he run up against? Um. So. Um, but you know, he's. I think he's got a few more ch- years in him yet. So. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's probably good. That's one thing point. about him, isn't it? I just don't think he'll ever stop. Mm. You know. No, I don't think even if you tell him to stop, he'd listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I wonder if any of his personal life has affected people's opinions of his acting chops, which is wrong, really. Yeah, because he's a weird one when it comes to his personal life, because while, you know, we know about his marriages and his, you know, Scientology and all that kind of stuff. Whenever I think of Tom Cruise, I never think of Scientology and I never think of you know, it's the first thing I don't think of Nicole Kidman or Kate Holmes. That they're not the first thing that pops into my head. No, I never think of it. I know this is going to sound really, really weird, but whenever I think of Tom Cruise, I never think of him as having a personal life. I just think of his films. But that's that's a compliment to his 
approach to it approach to his career i guess yeah i don't i i find like especially lately i don't really know anything about him no i think he's well after all the controversy that has come out in the past with his personal life i think in the past few years he's kept very quiet on it all isn't yeah and like i personally don't um agree with his views on his his religion etc but um that's his and i won't like get into that but he doesn't like in the past few years he he hasn't like for what i know pushed it on people so i he's just no. kept himself to himself and he's probably thinking let's got to keep doing that now he he's i really appreciate how he's all about like movie making mm. he he and Chris, christopher macquarie who he does the the latest mission impossible movies with they they have this real passion for just like making movies and that's just seems to be his trajectory at the moment he just, but I feel like that's always been like when you watch him in um, some of these films and like, you know, his passion for the career he's in, like within this film. So like, you know, in one, you know, we'll talk about the films obviously in a minute, but like even in the films, I feel like the passion he has to become the best at what he's doing in the films is like what it's like Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise. Yeah. He just yeah. wants to be the best. The best. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, when I, when you, when I see him in interviews, I just feel like that's first of all he comes across as a really nice guy and you you also like I, I was watching something popped up on Facebook a Graham Norton show and he's there with um Seth MacFarlane and Seth MacFarlane is doing all his impressions and Tom Cruise is just like he's he can't stop staring at him he's just yeah. like you know he's like so impressed and that's what I like like he whenever you see him on um talk shows and there's other actors on there and the other actors are talking he pays attention yeah because sometimes if you ever notice like some people kind of like oh this one's talking now i'll just wait until it's my turn to talk whereas him he asks questions yeah he's an inquisitive and he compliments yeah. them you know what i mean and i i like that about him yeah <coughs> yeah overall i i think he seems like he's a nice man yeah he so. comes across nice and i'm you know until I see anything that says otherwise. I'm not going to think any bad thoughts. Yeah, he's a massive philanthropist as well, isn't he? And mm. you, can't, you can't knock him on that either, unless it's dodgy, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, what film would you like to discuss first? Are we going to go in order that we've... Um, yeah? Yeah, I think that's cool. like... We're going through his career, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So let's begin with the 1988 movie, Cocktail. Go for it. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell the synopsis then, shall I? <laughs> um, Cocktail is a 1988 American romantic comedy drama directed by Roger Donaldson and written by Hayward Gould. Or Gold. Uh, it tells the story of a young man who has just done a stint in the army and dreams of making it big in the world of marketing. In order to fund a college business degree, he gets a job as a bartender and comes under the wing of Doug Coughlin, uh, played by the actor Brian Brown. Their bond is strained when Coughlin goes behind his back and he ventures, and then uh, Brian ventures to America where he meets artist Jordan Monet, uh, played by Elizabeth Shue, and his life changes forever. He ventures to Jamaica. Yeah, that's what I said. You said America. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> oh, sorry, to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> One and a half glasses down. <laughs> America, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, so, Cocktail. Do you know like I, this film? I love this movie. I did. I watched, I, I was just saying I hadn't seen it for years. 
and uh, I really enjoyed it. Do you know, um, it was, uh, I'd never seen it until I started seeing Alec and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he probably won't appreciate me telling everybody this, but two, three of his favourite movies, two of them feature uh, Tom Cruise and they are Cocktail, Dirty Dancing and Top Gun. <laughs> And he made Not me bad watch- choices. No, no, they're very eighteen. He's an eighties yeah. baby for sure. Um, but cocktail, I really love. Um, and the thing, like, I know we always go nostalgia. It's a thing for me, but it's not no- like the nostalgia of the movie. But when I watch this, it's the nostalgia of actually having been, um, like bar staff and having worked in busy bars like that. And I've I really love watching those scenes at the beginning when he's like working in a busy bar. I'm like, God. What a give to be back there doing that now in that kind of environment. It was so much fun back in the day. Knackering, don't get me wrong. I remember squeezing shit out of my socks and shoes and stuff too. <laughs> but- no, no, I, I was I worked in that industry for years. Um, I even worked in America and bartending and cocktails and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, in Boston. Um, and I Why worked. Why did you make me cocktails? What's that about? <laughs> Let's be good at making cocktails, actually. Um, but I remember working in a bar in Ireland, like, and it was just, it was one of the busiest bars in the country, nightclubs in the country, should I say. And all night, it was just like three deep. Yeah. Three yeah. deep. And just like, you know, you just had three, you were serving three people, three, four people at a go, and it was just like hours of it. And I, yeah, I do, I do miss all that. Do you remember like waking up the next day and your pillow just, your pillow just like stinks of smoke because of the bar smoke and stuff? Uh, I remember that. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Because obviously <laughs> that was before the old uh, smoking ban. Yeah, but no, I was thinking actually. Although I'm well, saying that like because I was thinking when I I didn't do all the fancy throwing of stuff because oh, no. I I would be able. To, but I did work with some guys that could do all that kind of stuff. That's cool. And uh, but at the same time, I I was just thinking of um if they were doing that in an Irish bar and the, I because like the crack the, the bars were packed in in the film, weren't they? Yeah. And yeah. like I could just imagine everyone in Ireland going, "Stop that shit and just give me my fucking drink." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like they're in that club or in that bar and it's like jammed and they're like throwing bottles around. And I'm like, no one's ever going to get fucking served. Well, they get to, it gets to that point, doesn't it? Because I can't remember what the woman asks him. She's just like, the one of the waitresses says something and he's just like, you bitch, you could have yeah. told me that. Was it, it was it a was... Roman cook. Yeah, yeah. Libra, she's called. Yeah, Spider, yeah. <laughs> actually, I remember actually having that exact conversation with someone about a screwdriver. I was working in this bar. It was called Tonic in Boston. And I was working with an Irish guy. His name was David. I'm sure he's not listening to this. And he comes <laughs> up and he's like, can I, have... I knew what a screwdriver was. And I just looked at him and went, fuck off. I says, you're Irish. I says, nobody calls it a screwdriver in Ireland. What is Do you know what I mean? Fuck her and orange juice. I said, just ask me for a fucker. I said, just ask me for an orange. Fuck her and orange juice. Because I thought, fuck off. I was just like, no. <laughs> and I remember they, they, I didn't get, because they'd be like, can I have a martini? And I was like, okay, what's in a martini? I didn't know what was in a martini. I was like, what's in a martini? And they're like, uh, gin on ice. And then you shake it and you pour it in a glass. I said, so you want a shot of vodka or gin? Because it could be with either. And they're like, no, it's a martini. I'm like, no, you're asking for a fucking cold vodka. <laughs> like, but because they put it in ice and shook it and put it in a glass, it's a it martini. was a martini. Yeah, they did, yeah, yeah, some of them didn't even want anything in it. It was just literally a cold shot of vodka, and they call it a martini or gin. I'd be like, get over yourself. Exactly, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I get that whole um, nostalgia thing. But one of the big nostalgia things for me, because <laughs> obviously I like watch. I was alive in the eighties to watch all, a lot of these films. Um, I did. I don't think I watched this in the eighties though. I think I'd have been way too because it was eighty eight. Yeah, I wouldn't have watched this in the eighties was the intro 
and the light, you know, the writing, the the oh, credits. Yeah, yeah. They were that like neon, glowy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, that brought me back so With much. The, what is that? What is that music that's so stereotypically eighties? And it's like it sounds like it's um, a sophisticated panpipe, but it's not. It's, no, it's it's like the keyboards. Like the keyboards were big. But synthy the keyboards, kind of, yeah. Synthy, yeah, because the keyboards back in that day, they weren't just like a piano. They had all those buttons mm. and they made all those <laughs> sounds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was it was that. But yeah, yeah, no, that was the first thing I was like, oh, it's so um it's so eighties. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say uh, one of the things as well that always bugs me about this movie to do with Tom Cruise, and this is such a stupid thing, but I, I have to admit to it, is his hair. Because <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't know if it's meant to show the passing of time or what or that, you know reality is people have to keep cutting their hair, but he has like his hair it really sort of hints that their production was and it was all shot out of sequence because sometimes he's got like really short hair in one scene and the next scene he's got really long hair and then the next one I never noticed short. that. Yeah, and it really fucking bugged me. The first time I ever saw it, I was just like, they need they like need to monitor his haircuts. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, con- continuity and all that. That's the um, manager, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, do you know, I was, I was I was actually chatting to my brother-in-law with Dev before we came up here. We, we were talking about this film. And one thing I did notice that, which I find with a lot of films that I haven't watched in like 20 odd years, is in this film, the way it, it's they treat women, it's so different to what I first thought. And like the whole, like, I never noticed the whole sugar mama thing. Yeah. Because like yeah. your man had, and then he went off with the woman and stuff like that. So like there was stuff in it that I wouldn't have thought of back oh, in really? the 90s. No, I, I was, I was in my teens when I saw this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand all that kind of stuff. And, you know, back then, I know it's a bit different now. People would know now. But back then, you didn't take much notice of women being treated a different way because it was just normal, you mm. know? But there was certain things in here and I was like, oh my God, you know, like how like weird it was, you know, the way they carried on. But I, I thought it was kind of a strange thing because usually the the sugar mommy is like the sugar daddy. Yeah. And it was weird watching them be the sugar, you know, the mommies, the, the women had the money. Do you know I was going to say, yeah, all the women in this movie have money. All of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Mm. Which yeah, because is... even when um, even when he goes over to, you know, when he, with Elizabeth Shue and she's rich, but like, I was watching when when they go to, when he um, Brian ends up with this older woman who's got lots of money, and they go to this party, and she's talking to some people, and she's like, "Oh, Brian, come here," and she he thinks she's going to introduce him, and she says, "Take my coat, will you?" Oh yeah, and he's like a her toy boy bitch. He's basically, basically her toy boy bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially be. Especially because, like, when um Doug does it, he's older, so it's a bit different. But like, when mm. he like he's only in his twenties in this, so it really like he's really is her little bitch, isn't he? Yeah. Though I suppose, what's it trying to say? Because all the women with money in it have inherited it, haven't they? Which is you that's know, true. whereas they're the men making their money. I wonder. What, yeah, that, I don't think that's a great message either, really. But then, then there is um, what's her name? Uh, Jordan, who's like Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. yeah, she's trying to make her own way, isn't she? Yeah, with her art and her waitressing. Well, exactly. So, like you know, you um, 
yeah, so she, yeah, she may have, she may come from money, but she, like you said, she was waitressing. And when they went into her apartment, it wasn't like she was living in this big swish, fancy place. It was quite a small place. I love her apartment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> love her hair as well. And I the loved funky Elizabeth's shoe. <laughs> she in Back to the Future, the first one. She, yeah, she was in, no, she was in um, the second them one. after this, yeah, because yeah, when they wake up in the second one, it's her, but she was, she was, she was kind of like in the 80s, she was one of those big, because um, she was in like Adventures in Babysitting, and she, she was kind of like the cutesy girl next door, everyone kind of fancied her, but she, she wasn't actually, um, she wasn't up for this role, there was quite um, a few people that were like up for it, because it was offered to Molly Ringwald, she didn't want to do it. It was offered to Heather Graham and she couldn't do it. Yeah. And then she was up against like Jodie Foster, Jennifer Grey, Demi Moore. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? And Demi Moore in the 80s a was big thing. fucking massive. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and she got it. But I th- I think because with her, she, like she's very pretty. So you, she's believable to be with someone because he's, he's very good looking. Like, do you know what I mean? So no, but he is in this. He's classed as good looking in this. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, and um, so she's believable, but she's also very, there's an innocence about her, you know, because of the way she, she believes they're in a big proper relationship, which one thing from working with bartenders, especially males, and I'm sorry to stereotype, but <laughs> they like to play the field a little bit. Like, do you yes. know what I mean? Like whenever yeah. a bartender, when I worked in the trade, I never took it seriously if a bartender showed interest in me. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I I I knew what it was, but um, yeah, no, I liked her in it though. I did. I liked her in it. Yeah, I like her character in this. She's um, she's someone with her own mind in it. Like as soon as like he cheats on her, she's like, "Fuck you, I'm out here." And like, yeah. But wasn't it so like when when he met up with her to tell her about you know I'm really sorry, and she's like, "Well, why did you do it?" Basically, and he goes. Look, when a man dares you to do something, you do it. I know I it's thought, pathetic. How childish is that? I'm sorry, but there's people we know from our from past the... lives who mm. had attitudes like that. They probably watched Cocktail One too many times. <laughs> god, I know. But no, when when he said that, I was literally like, "Oh my god, you're so yeah, pathetic." I know. I don't understand his. Um, his relationship with Coglin in this, because I I love Brian Brown in movies like FX and all that sort of stuff. He's great. Um, but and I loved him as Coglin in this. But weirdly, this time I was just like, you are one fucking manipulative prick. And I was just like, and I just don't understand why Flanagan felt that he had to 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 sort of prove himself to this guy. He had like a really weird father son dynamic with this guy and it i i I actually was the same because i i remember like they met and they kind of became friends that were friendly for use of a better term and um then when he um kissed that woman when when doug kissed the woman gina gershwin's character carl yeah yeah and um you know he tom cruise character punched him and they were gone their separate ways and then when they met up in jamaica they were like honey again yeah, but I don't feel that the relationship was long enough to be Pally again, if you know what I mean. Maybe, well, actually, maybe it's because Tom Cruise felt he owed him for sort of putting him down this whole bartending path. Because yeah. cause that was it. Because, like, Coglin was always just like, Coglin's law. And, like, trying to teach him about 
how to actually live in the real world. Whereas really, I think he was just like, I'm screwed up, so I'm going to screw you up too. (laughs) Yeah, there was a bitterness to it, wasn't it? Yeah. However, I've always loved it when um, I think Tom Cruise is like trying to train for college at the same time. And he goes, I'm trying my best or something. And Coughlin, and he like runs out and Coughlin just goes, sexual frustration. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I really didn't. I've, I've watched this movie so many times, but watching it for this episode, I really didn't get there. Bond. No, I was the same, actually. Yeah. I, I thought exactly the same. I was like, I don't really understand. I actually have... Um, here written down his relationship with Doug is quite bizarre <laughs> yeah yeah same it's uh funny how it's changed on viewing but yeah, mm. weird one and um, I, I one thing I didn't notice before though was um how tortured he was Tom Cruise's character kind of halfway through it you know, mm. when he kind of cheated on that girl and he found out his girlfriend was pregnant and all this kind of stuff, it was just like, he just looked like such a beaten man. And I never noticed that before. And I felt like he deserved a second chance with Jordan. Maybe because I felt sorry for him. I, I felt like that in the past watching it, but this time again, I was just like, <laughs> no. I was just like, what are you doing, love? Like, stop it. <laughs> I probably was like that the first time. I was like, fuck him. Now I'm like, oh, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, one thing I did notice in this movie, and I've noticed it a couple of times watching it, is that he, in his earlier career, he does not look like a good kisser because he is like shoving his tongue in her mouth all through their like love scene, and I'm just like, ugh, 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 put it away. You look like a clam, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been a fan of that. No, well, no, I, you know, right. So, no, but yeah. <laughs> there's certain scenes when I see a scene in a film, which is one of in one of the other films that we're going to talk about, oh. is when they go to kiss. When people go to kiss, whether anyone goes to kiss, and the tongue comes out before, yeah, yeah you they have reach. to reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, ease I'm literally that shit. gagging. I'm like going like when I see those scenes, I'm like. I could never be an actress because there's no way I'd fucking do that. I'd make you, I'd make them dip their tongue in fucking Nutella before I let them do that. <laughs> That's the soundbite for this episode. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's like from that run from the shelter, that scene in the waterfall and stuff. And mm. he, he's just like straight in there with the tongue. And I was just like, ooh, 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 put it away. <laughs> Apparently he got really sick filming that because it was so cold and she just kept on being really mad because how cold that place was. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it looks quite idyllic, I thought. Exactly. (laughs) They did a good job of hiding the fact that it was actually that cold. Another thing I've noticed in all of his movies, which I do like, is he's like a a neckline kisser. Have you noticed that? Mm. He always goes for a bit of the neck action. I must admit, when I was watching him do certain things, I thought, hmm... Tom looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's a cocktail. <laughs> that's cocktail. That's and moving cocktail. on to the next <laughs> talking of romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next movie. You can do the synopsis for this one. The next movie is your Jerry Muff fucking Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Maguire was released in 1996 and is a romantic comedy drama written, directed and produced by Cameron Crowe. 
in this movie, Cruz plays the, I can't say that word, titular. Titular. <laughs> titular Maguire. Right, when I and, write other synopsis, I'm definitely using that word more. <laughs> <laughs> and after a crisis of conscience, which resulted in a career-damaging manifesto, is forced to leave his company and start his own management firm with one colleague in tow, single mother, Dorothy. Renny Zellweger, and one athlete, Rod Tidwell, played by Cuba Gooden Jr. We then follow Maguire as he tries to boost his and Tidwell's career whilst falling in love with Dorothy and her little boy, Ray. I love the little boy. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me a hug. <laughs> I have to just say a fun fact about him before oh. we start. Gigi, I didn't know this and I only found this out today. And this is what makes me think that Tom Cruise is a lovely person. Apparently, for the first two or three weeks of filming, another actor played that role, another little boy. And they were in a scene, you know, that scene where Tom Cruise comes in drunk and yeah. he's like, has that first encounter. The little boy apparently shouts, stands up and shouts, I don't want to do this. <gasps> he didn't like it. I don't want to have this career. Left it. But what makes it so obviously they had to, you know, quickly rally around and hire the guy that they got. But apparently, Cameron Crowe didn't know this, and this is like they're saying this is how amazing Tom Cruise is. That the mother of the first kid called uh, Cameron Crowe's office to say that she'd got um, to say basically Tom Cruise had been calling her to check was the boy okay, sending the boy little gifts and letters to let him know that what happened was okay and that's fine if he doesn't want to do this. And apparently, like the, Tom Cruise, like lifted this boy's confidence and all this kind of stuff and really helped him. But nobody knew he had done that. Only for she told them. Oh, I know. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that so cute? That is really cute. But I do love Ray. So, I'm, I, do you know what I love about Ray is the fact that his name is Ray. I know. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was just like, why is she called him Ray? But do you know when they're in the airport and she's like Ray? Like you think the way she's shouting, you think she was calling her husband or something. Yeah, Ray. I know. Yeah, yeah. And then this little most adorable boy. I feel like if Riley was a boy, that's what she'd be like. <laughs> I love it when uh, he's just like you know what Ray the, the zoo's fucking closed and he's just like oh, you said fuck <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> but yeah that whole scene where they're on the couch chatting and like Tom Cruise is trying to tell about his life and the little boy is trying to tell about his life yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah. so funny Yeah, I gotta go to bed I can hear my mum's coming I gotta go to bed <laughs> yeah I wonder how old that kid is now he must be oh he'd be not much younger than he'd be but like he's late 20s wouldn't he i think he'd be um i don't know let me see but yeah i swear to god he's just like i think when he came out um when that film came out everyone just like fell in love with that little boy yeah i remember i remember the hype about him at the time because then he went on to do like the little vampire and all that sort of stuff or whatever it was as well wasn't he yeah, 1990. Oh, so he's he's 30 this year. Oh, so he's yeah. only like a few years younger. It's really weird because he's a quite a handsome young fella. And I always just think of Ray. But yeah, he's um yeah, he's still going strong. Mm. Um with his uh, with his career, but yeah, no, he um oh, he oh, he's just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I have a big confession to make. Oh god, you didn't watch it all, did you? No, I did watch it all. Um, however, I this is one of those films that you have made up. I mean, I'm sure we all do it. Made up an opinion of 
by watching mm. like little bits of it and i've mm. never seen it in its entirety and i have to say at, especially with all that's going on this just made me feel so good and i'm really glad we chose to watch it and i was just like i really love this movie and i understand why people love it <laughs> oh so this was your first proper time watching it yeah yeah oh my god Should, shouldn't it's, admit it's... that because i've I lied. No, to but there's. I think every. I think everyone has that film that everyone assumes you've seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, but no, I'm so glad. So, so what was it that you liked? What was it that warmed the cockles of your heart? I. It was. It was actually um, the the friendship between him and Rod, um, Cuba Gooding oh, Jr. Like, no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm probably really cold hearted, but I couldn't give a shit about the romance side of it, and I just didn't feel that um if i'm honest and at the end when she's just like you heard me at hello i was just like no not buying it but But, um when um oh my god i was sat on the sofa like trying to fight the tears when um cuba gooding jr walks out of the um changing rooms after the big thing at the end and he's just like where's jerry where's jerry and i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's, it's it's like rocky isn't it adrian it, yeah, yes it was very similar and like when they just finally like you know we fucking made it i was just like oh so nice it was that that was the real thing for me in this movie their their bond so yeah no you? no <laughs> There's actually lots of films I like about this film because obviously, um, lots of films you like about this film. Lots of things, sorry, I like <laughs> about this film. Um, yeah. Obviously, it starts off with this whole like the the industry he's in, like they're all kind of cutthroat, and you know he does this mission statement where you know fewer clients, less money, and all this kind of stuff, and you think, yeah, he's really turned a corner here, but then you kind of see he hasn't when he um, gets Rod Tidwell, but then he also wants Cush, and he kind of just like pushes rod to the side and only yeah. really embraces rod when kush is kind of like fucked off he's a bit i mean no jerry is a prick oh god yeah but I- you know you kind of fall for his oh one second riley's talking in her sleep um <laughs> yeah so you kind of fall for his mission statement and then you realize actually no not much has changed mm. but then like you said you kind of see this relationship building with rod and it's kind of like it's kind of like brothers that kind of like bickering because he's like you know when he brings him around the um conference lobby yeah yeah and then he turns around he's like you know if you just took that chip off your shoulder the way you took that chip off your shoulder was great for that one minute basically people actually liked you and like when they're on the plane and you know rod's quite annoying Mm. and you know so it's kind of i feel like it's like watching two brothers that really like each other but at the same time irritate the shit out of each other well I th- yeah i think i think what's interesting about them both is like the, the side of rod that it, we find annoying is humorous mm. um but he obviously needs an education in how to be a businessman as well as yes. a sportsman yes and whereas, that's where jerry comes in there uh... yeah whereas jerry needs to to figure out how to be an emotional guy as well like yeah. and, you know and embrace like sort of lo- lo- love <laughs> and they balance each other out and they figure out each other's like they 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 sort each other out through that but yeah it's i it's definitely and i it, you know probably not allowed to use this statement anymore it's definitely more about the bromance in this than the romance for me 
Well, I kind of think it's half and half, really. Like, I, I think, like, usually when you watch films where there's romance, it's basically the romance between the, you know, the, the man and the woman, so to speak. Mm. But yeah, there is amazing bromance. But I, I like the romance in this because I don't feel like it's overly rushed. Like, I feel like she's... Dude, they, a they get head... married, like, straight away. No, no, but I feel like she's a bit more into it straight away than he is. Because, like, you know when he says he broke off the engagement and she's like, oh, my God, like, behind him. But I just think that she knows how to deal with him. Like, I don't feel like it's a typical, oh, I love you, oh, I love you. I feel like it's a lot of, like, kind of... I feel like it's more realistic because, like, she's kind of being a bit sensible but not... And she's got the sister in the background kind of trying to talk reason into her. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like it was your typical romance because she wasn't his, she's not the one he's supposed to end up with. If you know what I mean, in Mm. the industry that he's in, he's supposed to be with the Kelly Preston character, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Even though she's wrong for him on so many fucking levels. I don't think she's sensible. She rushes into a marriage with him. And she also rushes into saying she loves him after the first time sleeping. Yeah, with but him. I feel yeah, but I I don't think I think sometimes people feel that way. Oh yeah, I no, she, I doubt it. But yeah, but, you know, but doesn't mean it's like sensible. <laughs> I mean, I've never done it, but I just felt I don't know. I just felt like there was something different about their romance compared to a lot of romance we see. Maybe it's because yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, it is a different kind of yeah development for sure. You know, he calls over to her house when she's in a pair of jeans and a jumper she pours food all over herself her son comes out to talk to him you Mm. know they're all things that would send someone running but that's the i think that's the the interest i think that's a really interesting angle to this movie yeah that he's not interested really he gets with her because he loves her son he doesn't love her yeah but there was one thing i noticed right at the beginning um you know when they're in the airport and Mm. she's talking to him about the manifesto and he really looks at her when they're talking. And that's one thing I know. It's like, you should watch the way he looks at her. He really is interested in what she's saying. Oh, and okay. the, like the kid is like swinging, you know, the way the kid's swinging, he's holding yeah. her hands. He's like, wee. And she's like, is this annoying you? He's like, you know, it's great. Like this type of thing. And she, but he's really looking at her. And that's when I, the thing I noticed, he was completely focused on her when she was talking. Oh, I did. I wasn't concentrating that hard at that moment. So I'll go back and look at that. That's interesting. I'm gonna look at mm. that. Mm. Yeah. So I um. Yeah. No, I thought that. Um. But do you you know the scene where um, and I never noticed this before, and I've seen this film quite a few times, is you know when he goes up to to see Kush and he's basically on the phone. He's like, no. Uh, did yeah. he not look like when he went no comment? Did he not look like Christian Bale in Psycho? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fucking hell, man!" I thought that was such re- that. This is where he shows his chops. I thought it was such good acting. The way his face just fucking says oh. it all, like "fuck" with his eyes. Yet with his face, he's kind of like, <laughs> "Yeah." Mm. <laughs> I thought. I think. I think he deserved that Oscar nom. Uh, again, mm. I don't know who he was up against in the, this year, but he deserved that Oscar nom because in this movie, he does so many different emotions and he does like extreme, you know, anger. He does like, you know, romantic. He does, you know, um, soft, harsh, tense, funny. We get all sides of him. and he, it, I just think, 
yeah, he's really good in this movie. His performance is probably one of his best. But yeah, no, I agree. He so many emotions, like even like when he was getting fired. Oh my god, the smug look of that guy mm. when he was firing him. Yeah. Like, and then he turns around and goes, "Will you get over yourself? How do you think it is for me? I'm the one that's have to tell you this." I was like, "Oh my god, can you imagine firing someone and then saying, "Look, why are you getting pissed off? How do you think I feel having to be the one that fires you?" Yeah, fuck, fuck you. Off. Yeah. Yeah. But with this, with that fuck, do, do you know those people? You know those people that when they I always I knew one girl once that when they give you bad news, they do it with a smile on their face. It's not an obvious smile. But it's a fucking smirk. I know people who smile because they're like awkward. It's not because they're smirking. But I don't, yeah, I haven't. No, I know one fucker that when she gives you bad news is with a bloody skip in her step. Oh, that's not very nice. (laughs) But yeah, so he had that look on his face, didn't he? That kind of, um, oh, I I was like, I'm going to fucking punch you. And then Tom Cruise, like, trying to hold it together, you know. I just. Yeah, I loved it when um, I love two moments with when that guy kind of got a bit of comeuppance, and it's when he's trying to like come on, come on, essentially to Rod to try and get him like oh, into, and Rod's just like he'll be here, and then he turned up or something like that, and you're like yeah, and then at the end when that guy he's he's like dude sports dude goes why don't you why don't we hug like that and then he tries to and he's just like no get off me and it's just like mm. yeah because you you're a dick <laughs> Sorry. oh he's such a fucking dick but cuba mm. actually he won the oscar for that didn't he best he, actor. he is amazing in this movie but have you noticed he got the curse of the oscar what's oh it didn't do well after that no yeah he didn't and he's such a good fucking actor he never really because you get a few um actors that did like Mira Savino I remember she did a really good film uh, Mighty Aphrodite and I think she won the Oscar for that and she her career went to shit so I think sometimes you can do really well win the Oscar and it kind of has the opposite yeah. effect that it's supposed to have like so maybe it's a good job uh, Cruz hasn't won one mm. yet <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but I think he I, I'd like to see him win one though but you will be cursing his career. But, you know, you know the the Oscar that didn't Brad Pitt win the Oscar this year? Best supporting, I think. Best support. Was that his first one? Yes. Yeah, and I think, like you see, sometimes actors they win an Oscar for um, you know, a very young age. Mm. But I feel like there's something quite nice, nicer about it when, because like Brad Pitt's done a lot of good stuff. Tom Cruise has done a lot of good stuff because Leonardo DiCaprio he didn't win one until quite later on, did he? Yeah, I know, and I haven't seen The Revenant, so I couldn't comment. But oh it just, my it, god, it's so good. It, oh well, I don't. Okay, well, my comment probably won't stand then. But it from a lot of people's what I've heard is a lot of people's opinion is it just felt like it was sh- like given just because people thought it was about fucking time and not be- for that performance. No, I thought he was fucking brilliant. But it's okay. one of those films that definitely definitely need to be in the mood to watch oh yeah yeah that's why i haven't watched it no 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 and i don't blame you i went years before i watched braveheart because i just was never in the fucking mood and when i watched it i was like why haven't i seen this it's brilliant but um no he's he's really good in it really fucking good i think he when i i think he deserved the oscar for that i thought it was amazing i think i know you don't like it but i think he deserved one for wolf of wall street he is amazing in that movie no i do think he's good in that movie but i don't know that movie just it just didn't i i maybe i need to watch it again i love that movie <laughs> i know the bit know. on quaaludes is 
I haven't laughed that, that much. In is the that movie. the bit where he's crawling out in his front garden or something? That is basically you and me. We get really drunk together and we think... Give yeah. context. Give context, Harry. <laughs> so he's taken a bunch of quaaludes and he's just like, oh, they haven't kicked in. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm acting all normal. And in his head, yeah, he's just driven home, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but then yeah. in reality, the quaaludes have like kicked in and he can barely walk and he's just like crawling down the steps and he's like crashing his car on the way. Can I just add that when me and Harry have been drunk, we've never driven and crashed a car. Oh, no. <laughs> but there is, we've been like, yeah, we got home fine last night. And then we looked at our bloody Instagram and we're like, yeah, where's the wine? And we're like <laughs> walking across the bridge in Beaudley, like zigzagging. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. God. Uh, but yes, no quailies in our life. <laughs> I don't even know what they are. They are, they explain in Wolf of Wall Street, so they are a drug that they used to give out, I think, in the 50s, and then uh, for to women, I think it was, and then um, they realised how powerful or something they were, so they stopped um, selling them, so they were really uh, special and rare kind of drug that you could get your hands on, and they fuck you up, and that's why they take them, because they just literally, like, absolutely bollock you, and it's, yeah, so, yeah, Hmm. watch Wolf of Wall Street, and you'll get all this education. (laughs) Okay. Okay, digressing a little bit there. <laughs> um yes, I really liked Jerry Maguire and I will I think this is a movie I will return to time and again from now on. And I'm sad, I'm really kind of angry at myself that I hadn't watched it in its entirety before. And I think it's mm. one of Cruz's best performances. He is very good in it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. Because I think this was the one that they thought he should have won the Oscar for. But I suppose if he was up against Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. Because that that was a... A very powerhouse performance. Yeah. 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 And now it's time for (laughs) Harry's face. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for Rock of Ages. uh, Directed by Adam Shankman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. oh, phew, I'm feeling pretty drunk now <laughs> Directed- Harry's, Harry's had some gin shots No, no, let's put it you into context Yeah, I did, but let's put it into context <laughs> How else can you put that into context other than I've had shots of gin? Alec, my partner, was playing house party gin face So I had to join in and be part his partner in crime mm. <laughs> Oh, we should totally do that. Anyway, um, okay, so Rock of Ages, a 2012 movie directed by Adam Shankman and based on the Broadway musical of the same name. It's a movie that follows uh, two young and aspiring singers, Cherie, played by Julianne Hough, and Drew Diego Benita, Benita as they uh, <laughs> meet in LA at the legendary Bourbon Room and fall in love over the love of rock music. But the legendary rock singer Stacey Jacks, played by Tom Cruise, turns up and stirs up trouble for the young lovers and pretty much everyone else in the movie. Mate, I should do gin more often. I think my synopsis are much better. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you like this movie? Do you not like this movie? Yes. I don't don't know. This is the third time I've watched this movie. Um... And I, I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Actually, I was kind of like, what the hell is this movie the first time I saw it? Second time, I was just like, huh, this is funny, isn't it? And then the third time, I was just kind of like, I really don't 
follow this movie very well. <laughs> it's the music for me. Yeah, to be honest, it's Tom Cruise for me. Hmm. The The rest of it, I'm not that fussed about. Um, but I have to say, when he sings Wanted, Dead or Alive, I'm just like, <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> no, I must admit, it's like, um, I think that's one thing about, because like, as we mentioned, we did like Tropic Thunder, Vanilla Sky and uh, Interview of a Vampire in other episodes. And, you know, we've just talked about the other two films. When I watched him in this, it was one of those moments where I went to myself, fucking hell, he can literally do anything. I know. He's got, I mean, I, and it sounds like him singing. So It is him singing. Yeah. No, but you know when you're like, oh, I reckon they've tuned that a bit or whatever. But for, I think he, yeah, he's, his voice is like, what? Well, apparently Axel Rose, Axel Rose's coach, um, gave him like voice lessons or something. He helped him for like four months or something. No way. To sing. Yeah. Because um, like when I was hearing him sing, I was like, that actually does sound like hit. You know the way because he, when Tom Cruise sings, he's got Tom Cruise's voice. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you know the way sometimes you hear, like it's like when I when you used to watch things like The X Factor or, or Popeye or whatever, and they say used to say, "Stop singing American. You're not American." Yeah. Because sometimes people would sing like they were from America, but yet they're Irish or English. Whereas when Tom Cruise sings, it's 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 him. You can hear his speaking voice. I think that's really interesting to find out that he practiced performance because in this whole role, it just seems like he was just having a laugh, you know, and it was just like, yeah, I'll play a rock star just because, you know, I, I can come in for like three days and just, yeah, we'll do it because that's how Stacey Jack seems. Mm. Yeah, it's like, obviously, Tom Cruise would have like worked so hard to be that kind well, yeah, of role, he, so it's a testament based, to his acting exactly like apparently he based it on like axel rose and jim morrison and one thing i noticed that i thought looked really uncomfortable to to do was the way he kind of held his body yeah he, he never <coughs> stood straight did he? he always sticks out his chest and he's just like yeah yeah it's kind of over yeah. to the side type thing yeah and uh no i i just it was yeah i was watching this and i thought because it's it's not the best film in the world like do you know what i mean no but there was it was just a moment I watched him and I think because I'd I'd watched um a few films of his and obviously I I remember him in a lot of films and I was just like fucking hell man like it could and I think it was from like watching Tropic Thunder as well because when you see him as Les Grossman it's like so not Tom Cruise and I'm like he just he can do it all I think it's just yeah he can and I think it's another example of how everyone thinks he takes himself really seriously I don't think he does at all no no. I don't think he does, and this is this is a prime example of that. Because at the same time as like sort of taking the piss out of like those rock stars, he's also taking the piss out of himself. Yeah, yeah. That they they said that. Um, I read something about that actually. But I th- I think one thing about I think with him, he he takes his career very seriously, but I don't think he takes himself yeah very seriously. And I think that's the t- this the is the role that really is kind of shows that. But yeah, I think it's just I, I was actually quite shocked at how well he sang. Yeah, he's got. I <laughs> I succumb to the rock star pandering because when he's on stage, topless singing, I'm like, fuck, Ooh. he's hot. <laughs> and I've never really found Tom Cruise very attractive, but as a rock star, I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I I know I kind of like because he reminds me of my brother a bit. But there was one scene where he didn't, and um, it was in Jerry Maguire where. Um, 
he comes in where she sat talking to her sister and she's like, he better not be good looking. And in he walks kind of looking a bit risky businessy with this, oh, the glasses on. Hair. And yeah. then he, she hugs him and she's like, he's like, she, he says something to her and she's like, thank you or something. And she went, oh no, thank you. And she kind of throws him his look. And I thought, you know, he is in this and in Cocktail and Jeremy Guire, a lot of his films, he's this fucking, he's a charmer. He's He's got a way about him. I've you never know? really uh, in in cocktail. I was just like no, um, I. But in Jerry Maguire, going back to that, yeah, I in that scene that you're talking mm. about, yeah, I got that in that scene. Yeah, um, and in this, I was kind of just like, I'm strangely finding him attractive, and I don't know what's going on because <laughs> I'm, I'm ne- uh, oh oh, and in Mission Impossible Two, which is a shit film. But when he's holding on to the rock face and he's got mm. like longish hair, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but you're just thinking of Alec there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the funny thing is about that film is like you're looking at Tom Cruise and I'm looking at Thandi Newton going, she's so beautiful. <laughs> I thought, oh my I started... God, she is beautiful. Second, Thank you. No, but season three of Westworld, I mean, she's gorgeous anyway, but she's in this fabulous white dress in the second episode which is a cracking episode by the way forgot to say i watched that and i'm just like she's in her 40s and she is freaking stunning she's gorgeous and i remember i like like you said to this day she still is absolutely beautiful but i remember the first um time i saw mission impossible 2 and she came on and i was like that's not fucking natural man no one should be that fucking good looking <laughs> yeah she's 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 gorgeous um but yeah she's aging very very well um but yeah no it's kind of like but you know when you i don't know if it's so much now but you know back kind of in the 80s with all these rock stars and the way women used to literally faint and drool over them like it's that kind of thing isn't it with this mm. he's literally that that person well yeah look what happens with um Gosh, what's the actress's name? The the reporter in it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tongue thing. That's what, what I was oh, talking about, yeah. the tongue sticking out. And they're like, <laughs> Yeah, not nice. <laughs> no. um, something, though, that I don't want to bring the tone down, but, like, I think it was a couple of years ago. I Do you follow Julianne Hough on Instagram? No. Well, she posted a video of an outtake from this movie and she's um doing a pole dance for him um in the in the in the club that mm. she ends up working at in. And it's it is risky, sort of risque, not risky. Risque. Risque, yeah. yeah. And I was just thinking, when she shot this, she was in her early twenties, maybe. Uh mid, mid early mid twenties. And then he would have been in his mid 40s and I was just like you know a couple of months like uh, not too long ago there was a big conversation about like how it's it is is actually creepy that there's like these huge massive like age gaps and but yeah Mm. anyway watch it and it's a really risky scene and I'm not surprised it didn't make the end cut but um I don't know just kind of yeah she's younger than you yeah yeah I know uh well some people are <laughs> no, but do you know what while i get what you're saying i think like because this is what 2012 yeah so eight years ago so you know yeah she would have been early 20s but you know i don't know 
Is it because he like if if Tom Cruise had been twenty seven, would it have been as risque? Is it just because yeah. he was older? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, no, it is a like for for a movie that you would think. Well, I don't know about this movie. Who is it aimed at? Like, yeah, I thought that as well. I was like, because there's things in it that are really, really quite like, especially when he's with the reporter and the way he opens her legs up and all that kind of stuff and the inappropriate behavior of grabbing people's asses and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a 15. Is it a 15? I, I think know. it should. I think it should at least be a 15. Let me see what it is. Um, oh, that's oh, Rock of Ages. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, it's a 12. That should not be a fucking 12. No, I don't. I don't think it should be either. It is. There are lots of connotations, like, um, yeah. There are lots of risky, risque (laughs) things in it. Um, Yeah, that should not be a 12. No, I don't think so either. But it, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, I I, I do like him in this movie. I think he puts in a good performance. Um, I have to ask, what did you think of Russell Brand in this? What was with the fucking accent, the Newcastle accent? Is that I, what it's supposed to be? No. Is it Newcastle? No, it's meant to be a brummy. It's meant to oh, be... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, my parents are brummies, so I know. But and his accent's pretty shit, but <laughs> when have I got Newcastle I Do you know the whole way through, I was thought, why don't you just fucking leave him as a Londoner? No, because I think it's a... Um, because like Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, they're like Midlands based, oh, especially right. Black Sabbath. I think it's meant to be a note, like an homage to to like Ozzy Osbourne and all that kind of jazz. And his romantic interest with um, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, that's random. <laughs> it was very random. It was very I mean, it's random. fine, but no, like no. it is random. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that. It, no. it, it feels like a, a few things are shoehorned into this movie. Into yeah, because I don't. I think the thing is with that. I mean, obviously, me and you don't give a shit that that hmm. was the way they went, but it just felt like it kind of just nothing led to it. Because usually, when romance happens, you see a spark here and there, and there was yeah. never anything that kind of made it. Was kind of like they just decided halfway through to yeah. do that. Oh well, it was like a rewrite or something. There is a bit of a thing at the beginning, isn't there? I noticed today. Oh, is there? There is. Well, a maybe a I thing, missed it then. I think, but yeah, it just seems a bit shoehorned in. Um, but I think I do, oh, this mu- this this movie just has too much music. I think. Oh no! I love the music. I was like in heaven. <laughs> no, I love. I do like the music. I'm not. I'm not massively into sort of rock. Uh, in that sort of sense, in from from like the eighties rock. <laughs> not really into that. No, but. I do feel like it. It like with with some musicals, there's some a nice bit of sort of spacing between songs. Not in this. Li- literally, you get like two sentences, and then you're onto the next song, and you're just bit, like, oh, I need a bit of a breather. Um, mm. That's how I felt with it, anyway. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I. I no, I like the music side of it. Um, in general, I thought this was a a, a good film, but not a a great film but i thought tom cruise was brilliant in it yeah he's the highlight of it he is definitely the highlight yeah he, I, for me in this he was because i i i seen this when it came out but i didn't remember anything about it if i'm honest with you um and for me it was kind of like the same when i saw him as les grossman and i was like what the fuck it was kind of like that i was like 
it's not what I'm used to seeing, but he does it really well. Yeah, it's an unusual sort of role for him because, like, he, to be fair to him, over his career, he has done all the genres. So he's done, mm. you know, he's done romance, he's done sci-fi, he's done horror, he's done, you know, drama. Um, and these days, he we kind of mainly see the action side of him with, like, mm. you know, all the, the Mission Impossible sort of franchise. But with this... Um, we it's really I think we find it really rare to see him in like an out and out sort of piss take comedy, and yeah. that's and that's kind of what this is, isn't it? It's like this is a piss take of these kind of characters, and and the same in Tropic Thunder, he's doing a you know comedy. Um, so it, it feels like it's unusual to see him in that kind of thing, but I love it when he does that because it just feels like a bit of a a left hook. You're like, whoa, Tom Cruise is being really funny. Um. So. What horror film was he in? Interview with a Vampire. Or was that horror? Yes. Is it? Yes. Oh. Oh my god, you wax lyrical about how you hate that movie because it's so sad and horrific. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I wouldn't have thought of that as horror. Yeah. Term of horror, yeah. That is a horror movie. Horror. 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 <laughs> cool. Yeah, I I think it's important to talk about how in Rock of Ages as well, he's pretty much the biggest star in it, in terms of movie Hollywood chops. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, he would be over all of them. Yeah, I suppose next would be um, Adam, ba- uh, Alec Baldwin. But um, yeah, the rest of them. Mm. Yeah, like, because, uh, yeah, everybody sort of after that isn't, main Hollywood sort of what's the wording yeah anyway (laughs) and Justin Theroux is one of the writers of Rock of Ages yeah no way yeah he keeps sneaking in I know that's the first thing I thought of (laughs) he's everywhere Justin Theroux yeah he does keep popping up on um, he's a talented man he is he is it's weird because when you see him in his films he's not really in a lot of films well, he is, but kind of not as like the main guy. Hmm. Yeah. Subtle power. Hmm. And he's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shall we move on? Yes. To the last film that we're going to talk about, and it's quite a recent film, and that is Mission Impossible Fallout. And I think you should do the synopsis. that's it yeah (laughs) Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout was released in 2018 and it's the sixth installment in this franchise (laughs) MIF6 was written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie every time I see that word I just think of quagmire Um, I don't know why Uh, this movie follows Ethan Hunt played by Tom Cruise and his IMF team under the dodgy watch of the CIA as they find themselves in a race against time to stop the detonation of three plutonium bombs by a group called the Apostles, led by his enemy, Solomon Lane. I'm so sorry. I just saw my notes and I put the sixth installment in this Yeah, trilogy. I know, I saw that. <laughs> it's the sixth installment. <laughs> yeah, I must have been in like Scottish mode. <laughs> Can I just uh, say one thing by reading that synopsis? Well, How little attention I paid to this film. <laughs> 
<laughs> because no. I read that when you said the detonation of three plutonium bombs, I was like, was there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've seen this film, I think about four, three times now. And as I, I was just like, what? I, I mean, I love this. I Okay, I'm going to be honest. I really like this movie, but at the same time, I was just like, what actually happens in it? Okay, <laughs> I've got to look Thank it up. God, because I haven't a fucking clue what happens in this film. No, it's, I think it is a, a, quite a complex movie. Like, I haven't mentioned how... So the dodgy watch thing I've put in the synopsis is because the C- I know the CIA are involved somehow and they're like watching them and it's a bit risky and I'm not sure. But and the, the apostles, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm a bit confused. Oh, it's it's connected to Solomon. So yeah, I actually find the storyline itself way over convoluted. It's like... Okay, good, because I ain't a fucking clue what's going on. But what I really like <laughs> about this movie is... The way it was made and the action in it. Oh, and the action. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, so, did, so so did you like, because I, I have to say, I was the one who was just like, I want to do Mission Impossible Fallout in this. And, and Lorraine was really cool. And she was like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And, and what did you think of it? I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've watched it three times. And I still don't know what happened. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> what I mean, I did... I don't know if I liked it or not, to be honest with you, because I didn't know what was going on. And I don't think I was in the mood for it, so I wasn't engaged enough. Um, but what I did like, like you said, about the, the action scenes are amazing. And like Tom Cruise, to say he's like, what, 57 now. So he would have been like 55, 54 or so when he was recording this, doing this, um, filming this. Um, what he does is so fucking impressive i know like do you know I me mean? even that like the the scene that you know the infamous scene where he's running and jumps across a building and breaks his foot and then gets up gets up to run i think keep the scene the in shot. as well yeah it's the scene yeah i see what i'm talking about on graham norton and you know you watch him going up against you know the likes of cavill you know superman the witcher and he fucking you know and cavill's younger own. than him i yeah. think cavill's younger than me like you know so he's mm. good 15 20 odd years younger than him and you know he really hold his own so like one thing about this film i really did fucking love is how unbelievably impressive he is in it yes yes do you know what i mean no no definitely he holds his own he is i think he what do i want to say he's he's like the embodiment of somebody who works hard at their profession oh god yeah do you know what i mean he gives a hundred and fucking fifty percent i think he broke his foot in that scene um when he's running across london the rooftops of london mm. breaks his foot and they had to wait six weeks because he was just like no i want to be mm. i want to be in the scene i want to be the one who's doing the stunts and mm. i think that's kind of cool how he's like turning how he's he's doing that i mean i think it's in i think it's in what film is it in uh, i think it's ghost protocol where he's holding on to the bars of the helicopter he's actually doing that as it takes off you know mm. what i mean it's not a stunt double he i he's just so dedicated to his craft in in terms of making it look authentic and i i mean yeah fair play to him I actually think like whenever like cuz obviously i've mentioned before i watched graham norton show all the time and you know he introduces like big massive stars you know like tom hanks will smith and all that kind of stuff you know big fucking hollywood actors meryl streep robert de niro but whenever it's tom cruise he's like you know he introduces him as like this the biggest star going and everyone comes on and i don't know why but to me 
I think that Tom Cruise is the biggest Hollywood star. While there is is other massive Hollywood stars, I think he is literally the biggest one. Do you know what I mean? When I think of the biggest Hollywood man, I'm Hollywood man star. I'm like him. I just think he is. I just think like he's just got this. I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. But to me, when I think Hollywood star, I think him. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. When I think Hollywood female star, I think Mel Streep. I've got a pheasant called Meryl. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just great. But like, you know, but there's also in this film, there's some like, um, I think casting wise with this film, it's got like a really good cast in it. Like with what Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson and of course Henry Cavill like I think it's a really good cast and I love the way um, <clears throat> Peg and Rames are together they're yeah. almost like a little comedy duo aren't they they are I think their whole the whole group I think mm. even like Tom Cruise manages to pull off like deadpan humour really well in mm. it um, and yeah Benji um, Simon Pegg's yeah. character I really love him in this I, I love all their team in this to be honest um, and uh, I have to say, I know we love Henry Cavill, but I love Henry Cavill in this movie. And we've oh, already talked Henry about Cavill. it before, but there's this the scene in early on in the movie when they're in a Parisian um, bathroom in a nightclub, which looks like a lot of fun, that nightclub. Um, and Henry Cavill does this like little like <laughs> arm shift. And it's just like the sexiest fucking thing ever. <laughs> but that whole scene is brutal as well. It's like, mm. it's just like, it, it it looks painful. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's something that Christopher McQuarrie brings into the filmmaking of this. He makes overly dramatic, non-realistic sort of scenarios look realistic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, I think that's a testament to the actors as well, because Cruz and Cavill make it look authentic. That whole, mm. like, you know, one of them, like, gets hit with a pipe, they put, get pulled through a wall or whatever, but you, you are there in the action. And I really like Fallout for this, because I, I don't really rate the rest of the Mission Impossible movies, if I'm honest. Um, I did like Ghost Protocol. But again, that's Macquarie, and I think he brings this element to it. I think him and Tom Cruise make this really good dynamic they i think you can both see that they really like um they're really into like the practicalities of filmmaking and they just want to make it as authentic as possible and that comes across especially in this movie even the fucking um motor motorbike like chase across paris is just like intense and ace and it's just i just really i think it's one of the best action movies i've seen in a very long time do you think tom cruise does the helicopter stunt thing i don't i think do you know what knowing him he probably does i know i was watching (laughs) that i was like he can't be doing that that can't be him I'm going to look into it for sure. But I know that in the upcoming Top Gun, which again is Christopher... I can't say his name, Christopher. <laughs> uh, Christopher? Christopher. Uh, Christopher Macquarie. I know that he's doing the actual piloting in the in the jet planes and stuff. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he's done the helicopter stuff in this. Hmm. I don't know. 
Oh, and I love, and and this isn't even Tom Cruise, but in this movie, I love the fight scene with Rebecca Ferguson and Solomon Lane, um, and Benji in that room. Mm. That's just, that's yeah, so dense, so good. Anyway, getting very excited about MIC. <laughs> but do you? Yeah, did you- did you Go not on. like it that much then? Or? No, it's not. I, I didn't. I just feel like I need to watch it again, if I'm honest with you. Because I think the problem is with me is when I watch really high action films, I'm so engrossed in the action that I forget to actually see what the story's about. Because I love action films. Because I love watching the se- the the scenes they do, I I just find them so impressive. But the problem is, I I I don't focus on the story, mate. No. So I'm... then I have to watch them again to focus on the story. <laughs> I have to say that's something I really appreciate with Alec watching films with Alec because he he really takes in the storyline. Hmm. Whereas, like, I think that's a testament. Well, maybe it's not actually to our film degree because you and mm. I are like looking at other things mm. whereas like he like our partners perhaps follow the storyline a bit more whereas we're like mm. how, did, how did they make that or whatever mm. and so yeah a, a lot of the time I have to say Alec what's happening now <laughs> and he'll explain yeah. it to me but yeah with Mission Impossible I do Mission Impossible Fallout I do think it is a bit too complicated for its own good um, yeah in terms of the storyline but yeah I had no clue what was going on but I do think again, like Tom Cruise comes into his own when he meets his um, wife and her new partner, and oh. he and he has to like keep his cool and pretend he's somebody else. And oh you God, just, yeah. You can yeah. see the emotional like pain in his face, and then he like mm. has to bring it back to like, yeah, I just know her. She's my friend or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's some good acting chops right there. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, there's just something I have to say. Um, I I googled Justin Theroux. You know when we're doing it, and did you know that they're doing um, the Mosquito Coast? What? Hmm. What's the he mosquito- got to do with that? He's an actor in it. What? And it's a TV series, and the synopsis that they've got on IMDb: an idealist who uproots his family and moves to Latin America. Is oh no? Why? <laughs> huh? Oh, right. That's weird, isn't it? Considering we were talking about it last episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, sorry. I just, I just, when I was doing that, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Justin Theroux star in the Mosquito Coast series adaptation. Oh. Wow. Okay, well, I think we're we're done with our Tom Cruise cruisiness. Mr. Cruise. I, th- I think uh, we're going to steal some some info from mr luke harrison but i i think he's very right in what he says in that there's a familiar there's a similar there's a there's a tom cruise trope in that he's like a cocky guy who gets a job and then gets a knockback and then manages to master it and win Hmm. in the end that seems to be the the thing in most of his movies (laughs) yeah no no i agree um but i think kind of looking at this and because i've seen i think i've probably seen quite practically all of his films um most of them anyway and i do like him i do like a lot of his movies like i don't think there's any that i'm like my god that shit do you know what i mean i think i like some more than others but there's none that i've been like that was a waste of my time watching 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm the same. I th- he doesn't he hasn't made like a bad bad movie. No. In my opinion. There no. are there are movies of his that I haven't watched and I do want to see like I said I really want to see Magnolia because apparently his oh. that's that's um I've seen that, yeah. Well, apparently that's people a lot of people say that's his best role to date. Um what would yeah. you say about that? I don't know best role. I think it was just cuz it was so different. Mm. To what you you were used to seeing, um, and I think sometimes that's why people go to best because it's different. True. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're not used to seeing in such uh, in such a way. Um, but yeah, no, I am. Um, I don't think I've seen Valkyrie. I, I haven't think I've seen, seen Valkyrie. That. Apparently, no, I, I'm not. I've got no interest in seeing. That I don't course. think I've seen The Last Samurai. <gasps> I love that movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it, so I oh. think I want to watch that. Yeah, I recommend that one. I think he's really good in that. Although I wasn't a fan of Vanilla Sky. I fucking love Vanilla Sky. Yeah, I wasn't... I don't... Maybe I need to watch watch that again. But he's not a... Like, again, it comes down to that trope in that he's a bit of a knob and yeah. he gets too cocky and he gets a bit of a knock... Well, he gets a massive knockback, but comes through. But it... I think it's a great film. Again, Cameron Crowe. I think that was probably his third Cameron Crowe movie. Um. Anyway, but yeah. There's so many I haven't seen. I want to see Rain Man. I haven't seen. <gasps> I know. I'm terrible. You haven't person. seen Rain Man. No. Oh my god, that is so good. I've not seen The Color of Money. I oh, see that as well. really? And you love Paul Newman. I do love Paul Newman, but it's yeah. older Paul Newman, isn't it? And he looks really sad in all the things I've seen. Do you know what? When we were watching Cocktail, I was like going. I I forgot I was watching Cocktail, and I thought I was putting on The Color of Money, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I don't understand. Where's Paul Newman? <laughs> the beginning of it. I was just like, I completely forgot. And even though I clicked on Cocktail, I thought for some reason I was watching The Colour of Money and I just was like really confused for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, The Colour of Money is good. And uh, yeah, what was the other one you said you hadn't seen? Rain, a Rain Man is really good. No, I've not seen that. Yeah, I think Rayman was when you kind of seen him go from that kind of into a really serious role. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Compared to the other movies. That one's that 1988. <clears throat> um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really good. It's definitely. And, and uh, Dustin Hoffman is really good in it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And and we were going to talk about Collateral as well, weren't we? But we, we, we sort of had a busy week i just didn't have time to watch it yeah yeah but he he yeah. is phenomenal but in that i re- i remember i don't remember the film but i remember watching it i remember it, when i seen it, i thought it was amazing he's just a tom cruise that you've never seen before he's yeah. just so cold and calculated i felt and- i felt like because i was sitting here thinking of um all the you know the types of films he's been in and we're talking about how he's done practically every role and then i was trying to think of kind of like that psycho role that like stone cold no emotion type thing and that's collateral isn't it yeah yeah he's yeah. so good in that movie yeah i'm not a massive fan of the movie in itself i think it's i think it's made in a really interesting way like the camera usage and everything but um he he and the cam and like the camera angles and stuff are like one of the best things about that whole thing but he's he's great in that he's mm. no i remember loving that film when i seen it so i was actually quite gutted that i didn't have time to watch it but i will actually watch that because i i remember really enjoying it and let's not forget about Legend. 
Oh my god, legend. Fucking legend. love legend. <laughs> and bloody risky business and all the right moves and the outsiders and oh I remember you... being into all the whole brat pat thing. Do I you used know... to I was obsessed. <laughs> I've never seen the outsiders. Oh I have. And risky business I only watched for the first time, like I think it was like last year. And yeah. it's it's quite graphic. I was risky. just like Yeah. Is it risque? It's risque, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so if you aren't a fan of Tom Cruise, I hope you are now. <laughs> and go out and watch his films because he's pretty cool. And actually, I think doing this episode, because I, I, I've always been a fan of Tom Cruise and I really liked him, but I think doing this episode made me realise how much I liked him. Mm. You know? So, Tom, if you're listening and you want to comment on the episode, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Cool. (laughs) So, um, I see you've got a wee question there, Harry. Well, I think we've already just kind of gone over that. Really? I know. Did we pick a favourite? So, Lorraine, what is your favourite Tom Cruise movie from this selection and overall in the world in life? Oh, from the selection, it would be Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Overall, oh, um, I don't know if it's like because it's my favorite film, but I just have a love for Top Gun. Oh, okay, you and it Alec just, will get on well. <laughs> yeah, it's nostalgia. It's I just when I I remember seeing that and just thinking it was amazing, but. Another one is just Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder. I just think he's fucking amazing in that. But then also, <laughs> yeah. I love how serious the role of Brayman. Sorry, I can't. I'll go on forever. You go. <laughs> well, um, I have to say, from this selection, I agree, Jerry Maguire. And mm. overall, um, I'd I'd say Jerry Maguire. Really? Yeah. I, Actually, he, no. I don't know why I'm saying really because it's a fucking great film. Yeah, he uh, he he won me over in that movie. I have to say. There we go. There is a Tom Cruise segment. Oh, I'm glad we did him. (laughs) And me me too. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to watch, read, do what next? Stop reading my notes, like literally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, funnily enough, after uh, talking about where the crawdads sing the book I've just read, um, I found out that they're planning to make it into a movie. So I'm I'm pretty interested in how that might turn out. Um, And also, I've seen a lot of stuff going on about um, a new Netflix documentary called The Tiger King, Murder, Mm. Mayhem and Madness on Netflix. And I'm not one for documentaries, but I think I'm tempted to give that one a go. Mm, I was, but I'm not now. What, not going to give that a go? No, I was going to, but I'm not now. Why? Because I was listening to uh, last podcast on the left and they were talking about it on their side stories. And um, they said something on it that made me realise I wasn't going to watch it. Well, well it, it won't be, it won't stop you from watching it. You may, okay. <laughs> it's about the tigers. I, I, I know it's not going to be a fun, like, fluffy story. When the tigers have, are of no use anymore. Yeah. They do doesn't... mean things to them, so that's why I'm not going to watch it. Right. No, to be honest... Forget the murder and mayhem. 
most most of the people mentioned sound like they're dodgy as fuck, but um, it's oh, uh, yeah, it sounds like a, an intriguing story. So yeah, yeah, no, I've been listening to the, the the episode those guys did, and I think there's a whole podcast on it. Oh right, yeah, shit, whoa. Yeah, there's a whole podcast on it. I seen it. I actually seen it today because I was looking for a new true crime one to watch. Um, uh, to listen to. Sorry. Um, but actually, no. I went supernatural. I'm listening to supernatural ones at the moment. Um, supernatural podcast. Yeah. There's a podcast called Supernatural. Yeah, but I listened to three different ones on stuff about supernatural stuff and haunted houses and all that kind of stuff. Oh, do you ever listen to Law? I haven't listened to that. I've watched Law on oh, Amazon. Lore. Oh, did you watch um, Elizabeth Bathory one? That's weird. I can't That's... handle her. She's too much. She's fucking I horrible. remember listening to an episode of her on, um, I think it was called, I think the podcast was called Serial Killer. Um, and oh. uh, she's just, I listened to the, they did like five parter and I think I got about halfway through and I was like, nah, she's just too fucking much, man. The, I mean, I, I've listened to, um, weirdly, she's come up on a few history podcasts I've listened to and she's vile. But on law, they obviously, um, they on the the Amazon TV show. They, uh, I think they probably, em- like over egg mm. it a bit too much, and it's just horrible. Oh, she was fucking awful, wasn't she? Was she? E- the probably one of the most evil persons mm. I've ever, ever, ever. And her reasons for doing it was even worse. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. no, no, I I don't watch stuff on her. But um, look at us talking about serial killers together. Yeah. <laughs> shooting the breeze (laughs) (laughs) so what are you gonna watch um the new season of brooklyn 99 is coming on um netflix and then the other new season so season six is coming on to netflix today um and i think season seven has been released so i'm gonna watch that so what was the whole when did they cancel it and then renew it i think they cancelled it after season five and then within 24 hours, it had been picked up by someone else to do season six. And, and now they've I th- got season seven. I think they've got season eight as well. Bloody hell. Fair I play think. to them. Wow. Yeah. But um, it's it's a really good show. It's just fun. And they, like, you've got everything there. You've got, like, you know, the the, the captain is a gay black man. The You've got people from, you know, Puerto Rico. You've got black. You've got white. You've got gay you've got straight you've got bisexual you've got you know it, it just covers everything and i think that's one thing about it is it represents you know probably anyone watching it can kind of watch it and go yeah that's that's my character that's me that's you know yeah. this type of thing and I, that's what i like about it and it's accepting of everybody you know you, when i have caught it on the tv it has it has made me lol like literally so but unfortunately one of my favorite characters is captain holt's husband kevin He's, um, have you ever watched The Good Place? Uh, He's like one of the really evil guys on The Good Place. Is um, he a very well-spoken guy? Yes. Yeah. I've I've not seen The Good Place, but I've seen him talk recently on social media because of stuff Mark going on. Mark Evan something his and name he, is. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he, um, he likes some of my tweets sometimes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just love him in it. He's just so funny and I wish he was in it more. Um, but no, it's just such a good show. It covers everything, cool. you know. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch um, watch that. But I don't I don't know what else because I think now we're doing these week to week. It's harder to <laughs> don't <laughs> admit that to the people. <laughs> no, but me and you don't watch soaps and all that kind of stuff. I like, watch. You know I, I mean? do watch My Home and Away, and I am yeah. I am freaking out because they have 
because of obviously the situation at the moment, they have stopped. I think they've stopped showing it in Australia at the moment. So. Yeah, how how are they recording stuff like EastEnders and Coronation Street? Is that still on? Well, no, I think I think production's been halted. So they have their batch that they filmed, and I think that like, well, I mentioned this in the last episode. I think they're just gonna start like showing them once to twice yeah. a week or something like that. I don't know, but I don't know what's gonna happen with Home and Away. <laughs> <laughs> Forget everything that's going on. Harry needs her Home and Away. <laughs> Genuinely do because it's just like normally like it's my escape because I I watch serious stuff and I listen to like serious stuff and I read serious stuff but like Home and Away is just that slice of just like oh it's in the sunshine they all wear bodies they all go surfing there's like stupid drama that nothing that wouldn't happen to normal people and now it's like no it's been taken out of my life. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. Like I watch, like I was, I didn't put it on there, but I was watching this documentary from the perspective of um, the attorneys of serial killers, and I was halfway through the Ted Bundy attorney, and I was like, oh, do you know what? This is just a bit too heavy. I'm going to watch Thirty Rock. Um, cool. So we would just like to say thank you for listening to our Tom Cruise episode and we hope you go out and watch all the films and enjoy them. And um, if you're looking to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram as Show Me The Podcast and Twitter as SMTPcast and sometimes on WordPress as Show Me The Podcast. <laughs> and Harry, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Tales of Peck. And Lorraine, what about you? I am Lorraine Purden on Instagram and Twitter. And um, of course, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can leave a message on yeah, the Anchor app. do it. Somebody will. Somebody will, Harry. Have faith. <laughs> Be that somebody, somebody. <laughs> that sounds like a song. Be that somebody, somebody. I know that. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt of that thing. <laughs> Be that somebody, somebody. Yeah. Leave me a fucking voice message. <laughs> <laughs> On the back. <laughs> On the back. <laughs> Anchor, show me the podcast. <laughs> cool. So uh, thanks for listening and we will chat to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> right. I'm going to press stop. <laughs>